We have 12 craniosacral nerves. Most people probably know of the 10th one, which is the wanderer or the vagus nerve. And this is a byway. So it brings information from our brain to our organs and from our organs back up to our brain. So that's that brain gut connect. So every four to seven seconds, we're scanning our environment consciously. And so if we're picking up on, let's say, even if you're not highly sensitive, there's a lot of clutter around as moms, I think we know about. <laughs> Yes. Right? Toys yes. all over the place. So that can trip some of us off. Hey mama, I'm your host Jessica and welcome to the Simplified Live for Mompreneurs podcast. In this week's episode, I have a special guest that I'm so excited to introduce. Katie Connolly was given the gift of breath work and meditation as a child by her mother and she discovered what she now knows as somato-emotional release. In other words, this is moving emotions through our bodies. Having these tools enabled her to stay present in her body and work through experiences, including potential trauma as they came, so as to not store them in her body. And as a result, of this, she's been able to be resilient and stay aligned with her intuition and gifts, which she calls her glow within. She experienced postpartum anxiety with her eldest due to reasons beyond her control and debilitating postpartum depression with her second due to lack of sleep. And while she knows that your situation may be absolutely unique, she wants you to know that you are not alone. She is a highly sensitive introvert and is passionate about being active in nature, from music to dance to creating. She is a lifelong learner and an expert registered yoga and and children's yoga teacher with a registered children's yoga school, a craniosacral healer, and a Mom's Choice Award gold recipient. As a teen, she recognized that the way many were living was not conducive to thriving families and generations, which inspired her to finally, 12 years later, begin Studio 202, a healing community space for families in North Vancouver, Canada. In 2020, she closed the space and took her offerings online, and it has grown from there with so much support from the community. So without further ado, let me welcome Katie. Katie, I am so, so happy and excited to have you here. Like, it really is an honor and a privilege to have you here and to be able to share your experiences, your expertise, all the stuff that you know about this amazing topic. There are no filters, okay? Just speak your truth because I know that my audience, mompreneurs, need to hear this. And I know you and I talked about this a little bit a few weeks ago is you don't know what you don't know. So it's so important that we become aware because once we become aware, we're able to make so much better better decisions for ourselves and for our children. And after all, if we want to succeed and be a great mom, a great wife, a great business owner, we need to take care of ourselves first. But I'd love for you to give us a little more about you and we're going to jump in and I'm going to ask you a few questions. Sure. Thank you, Jessica. And thank you very much for having me. And yeah, like we, you were saying, being a mother, being a mompreneur, both they're sort of similar in a way in that like you're stepping into a new territory and even with each child it's new territory in some sense and I think it's really it's it's such a blessing but there are definitely challenges that come with it in that each child has their own unique soul obviously but their own unique needs and um, gifts and challenges that come with it and I really believe our purpose uh, our children are our teachers I first of all and foremost believe that and that if we're able to listen and to surrender, then we can learn so much and grow with them and help them on this earthly journey. And they can help us also to align to our full potential. So I think it's really a beautiful symbiotic, the purest um, sort of yes. symbology, the symbiotic relationship. Absolutely. 100%. I, I personally feel like 
my baby's teaching me a lot more than sometimes I'm teaching him. He truly reminds me of what's important in life. Of course, he is a center of attention and he tells me how to manage my time, right? But overall, it's just, he reminds me that there are so many little things that we worry about about as moms and as mompreneurs, you know, running a business and running a house, right? And he helps me to stay centered, you know, to remember, hey, mom, like, Yes, this is important, but it's not as important as what you need to be focusing on right now. I mean, that's just something super small that, well, I guess may seem small, but it's actually really big. And it goes a long way, a long way for our mental health and even physical health, I would even say. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I totally agree. And it's, I think that's actually one of the hardest uh, lessons to learn as a mom, particularly as a mompreneur, because you are working for yourself and more benefits in that. If you aren't working or if you're not present with your work as well likely not much is going to happen it depends on how you have it structured and how long you've been in your business of course but that's a really that's a hard lesson to surrender to and to just be present in the moment and then of course if we have other experiences or trauma on top of that it can further take us out of being in that moment so it's it is the most important lesson I agree exactly and I am truly super stoked about this topic we're going to be talking about because we don't often notice and take note of how this impacts our nervous system Mm -hmm. simplifying our lives yes it's important but do we actually know and understand what it's doing to us physically our nervous system inside of our body and so I know that as a mom I of course I love simplifying my life I try to do all the things but feeling at ease and feeling peace within my body is going to impact the way I come across as an entrepreneur as a mother as a wife even how I parent so it's not just you know yes I'm all about decluttering right that's something that I teach and coach on decluttering and self-care and work on your mindset those are all crucial and important but what is it actually doing to us right but how do our external and internal environments influence our mental and emotional well-being it's a big but important question I think so and I'll speak to this from my craniosacral background I guess I didn't really introduce some of my work (laughs) but I will now Um, I am a mom of two. I'm a craniosacral healer, um, somato-emotional release, which is body emotion release. And that's something I actually stumbled upon as a child. Um, My mom taught me breathwork and meditation because I was a highly sensitive and anxious or anxiety-prone child. Um, And that, I feel like, was partly due to my personality being highly sensitive and just with that gift picking up on everything going around in the family and there there are a lot of challenges the tools that she gave me served me throughout my life so that's part of why I teach what I do and I do what I do and so going back to this craniosacral piece we have 12 craniosacral nerves most people probably know of the 10th one which is the wanderer or the vagus nerve and this is a byway so it brings information from our brain to our organs and from our organs back up to our brain. So that's that brain gut connect. So when we're, I believe it's is it eight weeks in utero, I can't remember the exact date, but our stomach is actually sort of born out of our brain. It's the same tissue. It's really like, I am forever fascinated by the body and uh, sort of psychophysiology. It's mind blowing. So that's the 10th craniosacral nerve. And then we have 
nine others that innervate our sensory organs in our face. So our tongue, our ears, our eyes, and then our facial muscles. Then we have another two that are accessory nerves. So they go from our jaw basically into our clavicle. So following the SCM muscle and then into our traps. And those two accessory nerves are actually really, really important. So every four to seven seconds, we're scanning our environment consciously. And so if we're picking up on, let's say, even if you're not highly sensitive, there's a lot of clutter around as moms, I think we know about, <laughs> yes. right? Toys yes. all over the place. Anyways, so that can trip some of us off. So seeing that clutter might send us into or sort of trigger a sympathetic state or a sympathetic response. And what that is, so basically our our visual nerves or our optical nerves will be sending messages to our brain saying, oh my gosh, look at this crazy mess, it's chaos in here. And then our brain will start sending out neurotransmitters through the vagus nerve and to our organs saying, oh my gosh, it's chaos in here get prepared to activate basically stress mode Um, and then a cascade of hormones will also be sent out through the bloodstream and so when that happens our heart rate begins to accelerate our we don't get as deep of a breath our digestion becomes poor we basically shut down because that's not a, a priority when we're in a stress situation so basically our body can't differentiate between a mild stress like toys cluttered or strewn across the room and a lion chasing us. It's the same response. So it is really important, I think, to understand the science behind this because in doing so, we give ourselves so much power to be like, okay, let me take a step back, check myself and be like, is this actually life-threatening? No. Is it irritating? Yes. (laughs) Is there a way to easily solve this? Yes. You can take a few breaths, help nourish your nervous system, come back into a more parasympathetic state, and then help your child learn how to clean up. Done. (laughs) You know, that's really interesting that you say that. My mom used to always say, I mean, she still says it, that our gut our stomach or rubber is our second brain. And it's funny that you say that because it's so, so true and so eye-opening, the fact that our brain cannot tell the difference. Like a lion could be chasing you or you could have clutter all over and you are experiencing the same things inside your body. And it's funny because, um, well, it's not really funny, but this actually can lead to illnesses. You you may have a a headache or you may get diagnosed with something or I don't know, you name it, so many different things that we don't even think about how much stress, fear, all these negative emotions that we're allowing and that we are entertaining inside our minds are actually leading to all these negative outcomes in our physical health and sometimes we don't connect that sometimes we don't connect that our mind has so much power over our health whether that be good or whether that be bad totally totally it's really interesting and again like um sort of from the external outwards if we're and i am also not good about this sometimes like I'll be out with my youngest, Claire, and we'll be out playing, and then she'll fall asleep on the way home, and so I don't want to prepare a healthy meal for myself, so I just grab whatever. So that's usually going to entail probably some chocolate and, like, I don't know, some whatever snack because I don't want to make a smoothie or whatever. Um, And so putting – it's not – totally junk because it's good dark chocolate. But anyways, not putting optimal food in our bodies is also going to have a similar effect. If we're putting junk food in our bodies or foods that are not going to nourish us, 
over time, that will have a similar or could have a similar influence in our mental state. So it's that inside out principle. And it's actually a principle in the yoga, yamas and niyamas uh, called socha, cleanliness and that external, internal, external observation. Absolutely. And, you know, I feel like a lot of the times we may, I mean, logically, we understand like, okay, if I eat junk food, it's not going to do something good, you know, for my body, but also the things that we are feeding off of, who are we following on social media? What type of entertainment am I engaging in? Who am I talking with? What type of conversations am I having with other people? All these different things have so much effect and impact on our body, either, like I said, either in a negative way or in a positive way. It's really interesting that you mentioned those points as you were talking, I was literally imagining all these diagrams and graphs in my mind, but I feel like you literally just gave us a class, which was incredible I love it I wish we had a whiteboard where you could literally draw all these different things but I know I'm I'm very visual and so of course I was imagining and visualizing things but now that we know this now that we know okay so our mind can't tell the difference and I yes I hate clutter but I don't even know where to get started right and that's another topic Mm -hmm. or I just get stressed out a lot you know I Mm -hmm. get triggered very quickly I get irritated. I get annoyed. I'm trying to get my kids out the door or you name it, right? As mompreneurs, you experience it all. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, my second question would be, what are three things that you recommend for moms, for families to help with this? I think the first one would be to, and this can be challenging, uh, to build routine around your children's rhythms. And so that can change a lot, especially under three. And this is where surrendering really comes in. Like I thought I had surrendered, surrendered everything before having kids and it took me to a whole new level, (laughs) which is good. But sort of working around their need for rest, physical and intellectual stimulation and when they need to eat. So if you can start to notice a pattern pattern as to when they need these things, it can make your life so much easier. So for example, I know my eldest, we have about a two hour window from when she wakes up to when we absolutely have to be out the door or it's bonkers. We've basically lost that time to get out in a calm fashion. And she's obviously gotten much better because she's almost four now, but there was a period that was quite intense and it would slightly change a little bit. So I find like understanding your children's rhythms and when you have one or more, it can get a little more complex, but you're kind of working with the child who needs the most structure and this structure can really help them find their own rhythm and routine and give them that sense of predictability too, which we know about. But for children who are maybe prone to ADD, autism, and more of these highly sensitive children, the uh, autism and ADD aren't necessarily, or highly sensitive, excuse me, aren't necessarily autistic or ADD, etc. But there is a lot of overlap in the sense that nervous systems are more heightened, are prone to being more heightened. So just understanding your child and working with their rhythms rather than working with your agenda is huge. So that's a big one. I think making sure that you build in time to nourish your nervous system so that you can lead your children by example is the second one. So however that looks like for you. Um, Like I said, I've had a lifelong almost practice of breathwork, meditation and yoga, but I also run, I swim, I'm in nature, I paint, I 
dance. I like to sing to myself, <laughs> not publicly. Yet. Doing whatever it is that nourishes your soul. Maybe it's journaling, but doing something every single day, preferably in the morning, is really, really helpful. It sets you up for the day, and then you can be more present for yourself, for your children, for your spouse, and that really helps your children. And the third one is nourishing the family nervous system. So we know that we co-regulate together. I'm sure you're aware of when your child is activated, it doesn't take long before you get activated, especially if you haven't had the time or made the time to nourish yourself. And it also goes vice versa. If we're stressed maybe about a deadline or not being able to get out the door, well, guess what? <laughs> we're not going to get out the door. <laughs> There's going to be a few more roadblocks. So really taking the time to maybe share some breathwork tools with your children. Get down and play with them. Playing and laughing nourishes the nervous system. And that's part of why I created my children's yoga cards, just to have that daily sort of checkpoint. And it's a playful, fun way to sort of build in that self-care practice. Yes. I, those are such great, great points. And I feel like they're very, yes, of course, applicable, but doable for all, all moms despite of, you know, different stages of life, different seasons of life and kids obviously range from different ages. But I love that you explained that so well. And I really, <laughs> I kind of chuckled at the first one where you said, make sure that you're working with your child's rhythm and not your routine. Because I love my routines. <laughs> and in the beginning, so my baby's just eight months old right now. But in the beginning, when he was just a newborn, and even up until recently, I was like, all right, this is, this is how the routine is, honey. This is what we do. So you let mom work from this to this time. And this is how we do things. Yep. And very soon he reminded me, um, mom, I'm the one who runs this place, right? Yeah, right. So, um, it's very funny now, obviously. And I've come to realize that like probably every three to six months, I have to reevaluate how I'm using my time, my values, my priorities, because they change. They change as my baby grows, as he is changing and as he is growing and needs different things, I need to change my routine. So as a mom, your routine is not set in stone. Things have to change and you have to learn how to be very, very flexible, especially as a mompreneur. So that really stood out to me. I'm like, yeah, for sure. We have to work together, obviously, mm -hmm. but look at your child's rhythm or children. Yeah right? Yeah. And based on that, you know, you can kind of move around your routine however it needs to go, but things aren't set in stone as they used to be maybe pre-baby like it was for me. So I love that you mentioned that. I do have a question. So you mentioned, this was the third point about nourishing the family's nervous system. I'd love for you to expand a little bit more on that. What did you mean exactly? I'd love for you to give us more insight on that. Yeah, so sort of like I was saying, our nervous systems are intertwined. Um, if you want to maybe take a moment for yourself and just think about uh, going into a, a really busy room packed with people, maybe there's heavy metal playing, not that there's anything wrong with heavy metal, but just like really like aggressive music playing and just notice how your body reacts. Did you notice anything? Yes, I'm even just visualizing that and I like physically feel anxious. <laughs> yeah, right? That's not my type of music. So I like, I just want to leave that. <laughs> totally. And I, even though I use this as an example all the time, I still, I'm like, ah, <laughs> get me out of here. Okay. So now let's go to a beautiful calm beach. Maybe it's sort of around dusk and the waves are laughing at the beach. 
You hear the breeze in the trees. It's nice and warm. Feel the sand between your toes, the birds. How does that make you feel? Like I never want to leave. <laughs> right? <laughs> so that's a great example of co-regulating even with our own mental pictures. So our brains are so powerful. That's one way we can co-regulate. Going into nature is another way. We're actually co-regulating with the trees. Our families, we co-regulate together. So like I said, when one person is feeling activated, that's going to have a cyclical effect throughout the family. So as moms, <laughs> we are very often the... Uh, um, the emotional rock in some ways for the family. Not always. It doesn't shouldn't always fall on us, but we have a huge amount of influence. So this is where taking time every day and like not taking time, making time for ourselves yes. every single day, preferably in the morning at least, to nourish our nervous system is really important. And I've said to clients for years, you know, Every time you go to the washroom, make that a checkpoint for yourself. Plant your feet on the floor. If it feels comfortable, close your eyes. Notice your breath. Notice your body, your heartbeat. Notice what your body is saying to you. Does it have any messages for you? Are there any emotions that come up? And let that go. So if you can build that in throughout your day, the washroom is great because nobody, hopefully, is there with you. <laughs> Not always the case. But we really have a huge influence over the family nervous system, particularly in the formative years for our children. We are the ones, especially as a primary caregiver, who help to help their developing nervous system. We help them uh, sort of set their nervous system baseline for whether they're going to predominantly be more in an activated or sympathetic state or in a parasympathetic state and showing them ways to come back into that parasympathetic state. Now we need both, but it's a dance and knowing when to be in each. So yeah, we, we really influence that and we influence their subconscious patterning. So the more that we are in our or are able to be in a parasympathetic state when necessary, the more that we are able to be self-aware also. Absolutely. You said so many golden nuggets in there. It was so good. I just, as you were saying, I really am keeping myself from like interrupting just because Aww. everything that you were saying, I'm like, yes, I love that because I feel like so often as moms, specifically as mompreneurs, we need to do all the things, right? And we need to, I'm all for morning routines. I even, you know, I talk about this very, very often because I'm all for having a morning routine. However, this doesn't mean that it has to be an hour long. It doesn't have to be an hour and a half long, two hours, three hours. Maybe that's how it looked before you had your kids. For me, I probably spent like two hours because I had several things that I was doing and it filled me. However, once you have kids and you also are running a business, it's going to look different and it's going to change throughout your life. But the key is that you keep certain things that are helping your nervous system. I love that you mentioned when you're, you know, when you go to the bathroom or whatever and you're washing your hands or maybe you're doing something, just Mm -hmm. taking a few seconds to acknowledge and become aware of what you're feeling, what your thoughts are. And it's as if you are meditating for just two seconds. It doesn't need to be so something so extensive for you yeah. to be able to feel the effects of that. Exactly. It can be something so simple and yet it has so much power on yourself and your family because like you mentioned, we are in a way that rock, that foundation, that if mom is happy, 
hubby is probably going to be as well. And so are the kids. Okay. Maybe not the kids all the time, but you are setting the example and they're going to emulate. They're going to follow that example that you are showing, right? Because they mirror your emotion. Totally. And they mirror exactly what you do. And you'll probably start to see more of that in the coming months. But yeah, like it's important to make it sustainable. Like don't set up like you're saying, an hour longer, this idea that you're going to have even a half hour practice, like it's not going to happen. Well, it's unlike that it will happen. (laughs) Like even if it's five minutes in the morning, that's okay. And it can be hard to drop in that quickly. Uh, But it's like, it takes practice. It's sort of like anything that you're doing. It's a muscle that you're working in some ways. And just having those little checkpoints throughout the day is huge. The purpose of meditation is connecting with yourself. So however that looks for you. I mean, for me, I've even had to do that sometimes in the shower. Yeah. That is usually when I get brilliant ideas or when I'm pacing my baby back and forth in the middle of the night. It's incredible how after I do that, like even if it's just two minutes, five minutes, five seconds, I feel so much better. And if I'm feeling at peace, I'm feeling calm, I'm feeling excited about something, I'm going to be able to kick on that task that I need to work on. I need to complete a project or I need to take my kids to the park or you name it, right? A hundred other things that we need to get done. We are going to be able to do that and execute that so much better than if we were stressed out, overwhelmed, or burnt out. Totally. It's a hard balance and it's hard to not get caught in the doing and the action, especially because that's what society still sort of validates us on. But like you're saying, being able to take that time, even if you're like, sometimes my my uh, self-care will also be with my girl, right? Like we'll get down and do breath work and yoga together. And you're, you're teaching them things. Like I used to, so Sophia, when she was a year and a half, when I started bringing her to her daycare, it was a nightmare getting out in the morning. So I would alm on the way to school to help myself calm my nervous system. That's a great way to tone the vagus nerve. She started alming. So now, and then when she was like two, I caught her just alming when she was feeling anxious. So it's never too young to start. Like they're watching every little thing we do. And like if I felt uh, not being able to deal with something in the moment, I'll be like, okay, mommy needs a break. I need to go do some breath work. And so Sophia started clocking that. And again, this is when she was like two, like I need to go do breath work or whatever. And I was like, great. (laughs) So it's like, they're watching, they're learning from us. So the more that we can be self-aware and be in the moment, we're able to lead them by example. And then that's like you're saying when intuition flows and it's just so much more clear. It's so powerful being able to have that role as a mom to teach your kids so young, both girls and boys, because I feel like as though obviously girls tend to be a little bit more emotional and they will mirror their mothers, right? Their emotions and the way they cope with it, with them. But also boys, because so often, maybe not now, maybe not now as much as before, back in the day, you know, you hear boys don't cry, men up, don't worry about emotions. It's funny, my husband even says (laughs) when I was pregnant, I'm like, I just blame it on the hormones. And I would tell my husband like, you got hormones too. He's like, I got no hormones, I'm fine. I'm like, I know you really do have hormones. (laughs) What I'm trying to say is that you have emotions as well. And he's not one who, like, he doesn't really like to feel them and to dwell in them. Mm -hmm. But it's important to teach them that, okay, yeah, you don't have to dwell in your emotions for hours, days, 
but it is important to acknowledge them, to become aware, and to learn how to manage them, to become emotionally intelligent, because one day you will get married, one day you will have kids, and the way you deal with your emotions, your kids are going to be watching that and near that. That's what my children's yoga teacher training and my children's yoga cards are all about. It's all about that matter of emotional processing and teaching children and social emotional learning too, I guess, but teaching children how to notice their emotions. So first we need the tools to nourish the nervous system and then we can notice and then we can find a healthy way to process it. And like we are animals, boys and girls. I had this conversation actually with another therapist and for some reason, Boys and girls are expected to process their emotions differently in that it's okay for boys to express anger, but girls are not supposed to. And again, this is totally generalized, but we all have the same nervous system. We all need to learn to process an array of emotions in a healthy way. So it's, yeah, it's really interesting work. And like you said, it's so important for dads to also be aware of this and by and large seem to have more time slash uh, get to play with their kids a bit more so yeah I also hope with the kids yoga cards that more dads get to get down on that level and play and learn as well about how to process emotions in a healthy way because it's the whole family unit exactly and it's important to know like you were just saying you know there's nothing wrong with these emotions like anger is not a bad emotion feeling sad isn't a bad emotion it's just an emotion and let's figure out how to deal with this emotion because like you were mentioning you know boys will feel anger and girls will too but maybe if I'm a girl which I am obviously and I feel angry maybe I start feeling guilty or shame right I start feeling shameful because I shouldn't right all these shouldn'ts couldn'ts I shouldn't be feeling angry so hence this is bad So maybe I'm going to cope with it in a negative way. So it really is a spiral. Like if we don't treat it now, it can lead to other things, unfortunately. Better to become aware and to become educated, which is crucial. Something else that came to mind as you were talking is, and this kind of goes back to maybe the first or second point. We are so, we are bombarded by, by so much noise everywhere literal noise right music cars especially if you live in the city right or close to the city that it's so easy to not find time to not make time because time is there right or to take some time to yourself to listen to your thoughts to listen to what your body is telling you to listen to that gut feeling and i love that what we ought to do as moms and as mompreneurs is to teach this to our children right we go back and this goes circles back because yes we live in a crazy crazy world depending on which city of the world we live in it can be a little bit louder than others but making time making time to be silent with yourself Mm -hmm. and teaching your kids that is going to be such a game changer as they grow up and for us a self-care because again we go back to if you want to be the best wife the best mom however that looks to you the best entrepreneur you need to take care of yourself first you can't try to heal everyone feed everyone and forget about you because sooner or later you're going to hit burnout Yeah, no, I I totally agree. And it's also, um, again, I teach this in my children's yoga training, and I've actually been working with it with Sophia more closely again, but it's a great way to teach potty training. I'm listening because I will need (laughs) the first finger is um, doing something to nurse yourself. So like breath work and ohm, for example, or belly breath. 
Then the second one is, am I tired or hungry? Third one is, do I need to go to the washroom? The fourth one is, is this my energy that I'm picking up on or someone else's? And this is more complex than usually someone potty training could handle. But is this mine or is this someone else's? Around four-ish, they can pick up on this probably, depending on the child. And the fifth one is, how else can I help myself feel inner peace or nourish my nervous system? So it's just like an easy way to sort of be like, okay, I'm feeling activated right now. What are the five things that I need to do? Um, And I, I... Props are fun, but I try to use tools that we have with us all the time. And before, like, I even started talking about this with my daughter, she's like, she was naming all the different breathworks and showing me all the different breathworks that she could do to calm herself. And I was like, this is great. So again, like, it's never too early to begin sharing this with them and having that self-awareness to sort of go through our physiological needs and then are more intuitive. So that fourth finger is this mine or someone else's is getting a little more intuitive. And you can even be like, is this, am I feeling safe or not? And for me, this is a really big one and uh, sort of a big quiet background piece to my work. But the rate of abuse in childhood is really, really high. Like it's, and obviously there's a range here that we're working with, but It is what it is. So for a child to be able to tap in and be like, do I feel safe or not? And be able to verbalize that, then they're able to move through, ideally move the emotion and situation and find a resource for help before it becomes something that's trapped in their body. And in my craniosacral work and just in life, I see this so often where we have experiences of varying um, degrees trapped in our body. And it's just, it's part of it, but we need to learn again to express these as they come in. So we're not holding it. It doesn't become part of our subconscious patterning in a damaging way, um, but rather more proactive in moving through it. So yeah, it's a really important tool, I think, to learn. Definitely, for sure, because having that trap in our body will lead to other things, anxiety, depression, illnesses, addictions, yeah, could lead to all these different negative consequences because we're not dealing with it. And how do we deal with it is by letting it out. I once heard, this is all like in the psychology realm, but bringing it to light. When you do that, when you let it out physically, you let it out by verbalizing it, it lessens its power. Yeah. And you, as the person who was holding on to that, become more power because you are controlling uh, what's going into your body or what what are you actually letting out. So I, yeah. I love that that is an important process of, I mean, I would say, yeah, like trauma, abuse, addictions, anything that's negative, anything that's negative is so important to let out. A day-to-day to experience too, like you're saying. Again, we're animals, so being able to use movement and our voice to let it out is so important. And again, that's what my whole children's yoga training and cards and stuff are all about. And that's what I try to teach moms. Like, let's give our children this power. So hopefully we can break cycles. Definitely. And I think in this, you know, this era that we're in, we are becoming so educated and we have access to so much, right? We have the internet where we have all these amazing tools and we can either choose to hold on to these tools and apply them, implement them, or let them live on the internet. Right. And they were made, invented to be used and applied and implemented in our lives. And so I love that you bring so much light to that because we go back to how we started and 
we go back to when we first met and talked is you don't know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to make decisions. It's hard to know how to get out of this negativity in our minds. It's hard to know how to calm our nervous system. It's hard to make time for self-care for even for our children, for our spouse. And if we don't know where to even start, if we are not aware, we are mindlessly just going through the motions and being victims instead of taking charge. Yeah. All of our situation. Yeah. And like you're saying, like the internal external, like we don't know necessarily what is in our subconscious patterning until we're able to nourish our nervous system and bring that to light. Absolutely. I once heard, I think there's a quote that says, everything is already inside of you. All the answers are already within you. Your body knows what it needs. And so often we're looking elsewhere. We're always looking externally, like I need answers. I need answers. I need answers. But the answer is already inside of you. What do we need to do is take some time to be with ourselves because our body will tell us Our body will tell us where it needs healing, where we need to improve, where we need to do better, what we need to do. It's already inside of us. And so what you're talking about, what you talked about today is exactly that, is coming in into yourself really and being in tune once again. And I love that so much. Yeah, no, it's a really important skill as a mom in particular, but... Yeah, just tapping into your own wisdom gives you so much confidence and back into your intuition. Like our children, we are all born with this intuition and somewhere along the line, we uh, get disconnected from it either through social conditioning or whatever, maybe trauma experiences. But I think that's where we're ultimately trying to reconnect with and our children can be one of our greatest gifts. Like if you're craving chocolate or if you're a vegetarian craving hamburgers, Listen to your body. Your body's saying I'm lacking something. Your body's going to tell you. Your body's going to tell you if you need that fried chicken or you don't. But I mean, it's true. You know, it's coming back to ourselves and to figure out like, what is it that we really do need? Because our body will tell us. And sometimes, I mean, I know that I have, I mean, you will be surprised. I've been surprised by what I find out within you know i had no idea that was in my subconscious mind i had no idea i was experiencing this until i took some time to be still because answers answers do come this is why meditation which is really what you talked about becoming aware of you and your body does is connecting with yourself once again because we all like you said we all come with that intuition and somewhere along the line we did get distracted and so some people may be more more in tune with that intuition with that gut feeling versus others it may be a little bit harder but it just takes practice it does and sometimes like you know from your your background sometimes it can be scary having that alone time and being alone sometimes you do need someone to kind of hold your hand and help guide you because there are experiences that you might subconsciously know are there that you're maybe anxious about bringing to the surface and so like find support that feels truly supportive and healthy for you and that can help you move through this because once you do and are able to really with yourself it's life just flows absolutely i love that it has been such a gift to have you here honestly To be able to learn from all that you know, obviously this is not everything, but (laughs) 
the good portion that you gave us, this bite size that we were able to partake of is amazing. And I really do appreciate you for that and for so much more, obviously. But thank you so much, Katie, honestly, for coming into um, this podcast with so much positivity, with so much excitement, enthusiasm, and knowledge because mompreneurs need this. I know that I needed this and I am going to be obviously re-listening to this because obviously not only do I have to, but I get to, Um, (laughs) I get to do this for the show notes. And I feel like I'm learning so much that I need to re-implement and reevaluate my life. Where can I be more still? We can always improve. We never completely have it down, right? We always need to improve. And that's the beauty of life. And it's, Time goes by, the more that you need to do that. And that's okay. That's that's why we're moms, right? And our kids definitely remind us of that. So thank you so much for being here. But before we finish, I know that there are many mompreneurs who are probably like, okay, well, where can I learn more? Where can I get in touch with you? I need more of what you're teaching. So let us know where can they find you and where can they learn more about what you have to offer? Yeah. Um, I think one of the best ways is probably on my YouTube channel, which I'm finally uh, getting to again. <laughs> I love that. Um, at glow within. And then my Instagram at the glow within you one W um, the intro course for free uh, on my app, which is basically breathwork for uh, moms and children. Perfect. That's fantastic. I will definitely add those in the show notes. So you want to make sure that you take a look at that. But again, Katie, thank you so much for being here. I so appreciate you. And it means the world to me and to these amazing moms that are listening. Thank you very much for having me, Jessica. It's a been a pleasure as always chatting. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe so that you are notified every single week as I release a new episode on Mondays. Also, feel free to share it with another mompreneur and follow me on Instagram at Jessica period mompreneur underscore coach. And of course, you can definitely find this in my show notes as well. Until next week, mama, sending you all my love as always.